All right, everybody, welcome to the 15th episode of Jamiro. I'm joined here with Joey. Hello, this is Joe. Michael. Hi, this is Michael. Myself, I'm Robert, and we have a special, very special guest with us today, Caleb Dunn. It's me, Ronald McDonald. What's up? <clears throat> I'm going to say this one time. Talk into the microphone. Oh, no, I heard, I heard like him. This? I heard him yeah. clearly. <laughs> yeah, my project. We figured this out at work the other day. My voice is very loud. He said he was Ronald McDonald. Yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing um, doing well. Doing actually yeah, pretty it's a, well. It's a roller coaster for me. Um, you know, it comes and goes. Good day, bad day. Um, also, it would be nice if Joey wouldn't cut out. Hey, um, it's, it's not my fault, exactly. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> Nothing I can control. I do not control the rate at which I cut out. I know. I'm also here with Caleb, though, so that's its own mixed bag. Did you guys know they got rid of the Dolan menu? This is a travesty. Why didn't you know that? I thought you were Ronald McDonald. That's a good wow. question. He, he <laughs> checkmated you so quick. <laughs> we gotta well, make even our was, money somehow. You I came don't... up with some random line, and Joey immediately shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, yeah, but I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you, Caleb? Like I said, my two McChickens now cost three oh nine. This is a problem. Oh, Joey's gone again. Don't acknowledge it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well. All right, Robert, go ahead. It's gonna be a fun one. I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have had a phenomenal weekend. Um, well, it's Tuesday, so that's good. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> as you can see, my weekend has dipped into the week, and uh, yeah, the I had a, a great, great holiday. Uh, my I had a oh, friend yeah. who, who uh, a friend who came back in town from Northern Ireland, which oh. was really cool. Yeah, he was uh, he went to Northern Ireland for his master's program. He finished that. He's back in town for a little bit. He's going to go back at the end of the summer, but. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. We got to celebrate the the fourth and fifth. Yeah, uh, it's it's always nice to um to see friends you haven't in a while. Also, you just said the fifth, which reminds me of this conversation Kristen and I were having. Why is the fifth a holiday? Like, I get the fourth, and the the fifth just says July fourth observed. It says that on like your maps, like it's already there. Why is yeah, that a thing? So that, the same thing. So what it is is for. If like a holiday, a national holiday falls on a weekend, uh, all U.S. companies are still supposed to give like salaried and well, I don't know, maybe more than just salaried employees the day off uh, on like the next work day. So that's like why Monday is like the observation day. So like, like this year. July 4th fell on a Sunday, so it's like fun. To, uh, Monday, you get the, the day off of work. So, do you think I got holiday pay for Monday as well as Sunday? Uh, oh, there's no shot. I was thinking, I was I thinking the same thing. Right now, I work at the same place. No In this shot. economy? Uh, no. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But yeah, our trash didn't get picked up on um, Monday like it was supposed to. We're like, oh, 4th of July observed, so it probably won't get picked up, but it got picked up today. 
wonderful news. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right, Joey, uh, tell us uh, what's your topic today. Cool. So I'm just going to jump right into it. There's no dilly-dallying and wasting time. Um, <laughs> yeah, God forbid the guy who keeps cutting out is wasting our time. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I got to jump into this before I cut out again. Um, so has there ever been a time where there was a thing or something that like you really didn't like, or at least you thought you didn't like, and then you eventually tried it and you ended up loving it? Something like that? You know? Oh <laughs> like uh, for anything? for example, yeah, anything. For example, as a kid, I was always like super intimidated and scared of roller coasters. Like I refused mm. to get on. I would like I would like cry about it and like really fight getting on a roller coaster. And then I eventually got on one. And now, with the exception of roller coasters where your legs dangle, I love roller coasters. Like they are so much fun. But like whenever I, before I actually rode one, I was terrified of it and kind of refused to ever do it. And turns out I love it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty common one. I think a lot of children, especially, they see something and it's, you know, it's so high up and it's like, how, how am I going to do that? I'm going to slip out of the thing and fall to my death. Mm-hmm. No, nah, they're fun as hell. Yeah, so like, um, that, that's just like an example. So anything like along the lines of that, or maybe like, if you can think of food, something you're like, oh, that looks disgusting. Oh, that's terrible. And you try it and it's like, this is my favorite food I've ever had in my life. Well, I actually have a, a quick one that you immediately made me remember. Um, I used to be terrified of haunted houses. Oh, I, I love me a haunted house. Yeah, there was this one. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a wimp. <laughs> like, so uh, I, my family, this is back when we lived in Georgia. So I was like mm, between 6 to 12 years old. That's the time I lived there. I don't remember how old I was, but we went to this place that was, it was like an hour away from where we lived. So like my parents really took us out of the woods to some, I don't know, supposedly cool haunted house. And we went with the Romos. We're good family friends. Uh, There were three Romos. There was an older brother. There was uh, the middle child who was a girl my age. Was any of them named Tony by chance? Uh, I think the dad was named Tony. <laughs> oh, no, no relation to. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, one of them was named Antonio. Ah, uh, doesn't count. Tony. No, that doesn't count. Um, but yeah, and then there were the, the the youngest was my brother's age, so we were all just family friends, and whatnot. And they they had been to this haunted house like years before, and they said it was great. And so we go, and for some reason, as soon as we stepped on the grounds, I just like started crying. <laughs> I was like terrified, like not even in the actual haunted house. And so like I'm talking like, when I cry, it's an ugly cry. And that's still true to this day. That's respectable, you know, like and I, I don't really cry much nowadays. Um, it takes a lot to get me to cry. But back then I was like snotty nose, like tears going down my face. Picture perfect, when, ugly cry. Right. When we, yeah. When we got into the actual haunted house, like I was like, like yowling. I was like terrified of everything. And I think the people were like annoyed at how much I was crying. <laughs> it's like they didn't even try and scare me. They're just like, OK. One guy like literally was like just like doing like the hand motion. Like, all right, just move on. <laughs> but now I love haunted houses. I think they're awesome. I love going to them. I go to the ones at Worlds of Fun every mm-hmm. time when I can, which hasn't been for a couple of years now. But 
back in the day, I used to go to all of them. So um, there was a there was a time when I was much younger. They in um in the mall, they used to like set up like little like a haunted house area. They used to like take out one of the stores or one of the side stores or whatever, and like set up a haunted house. And um, my family went through, not me, but like all my cousins, they went through, and one of them got scared and like turned to run, but he ended up like hitting the wall. And he hit it. Oh. He hit it hard enough that like the wall fell down because it was basically like like a, <laughs> a stand up wall that you just kind of like prop up. It wasn't the actual wall wall. So like they it knocked over the wall, which kind of like pulled decorations and stuff down with it. <laughs> oh my god! So they had to like temporarily shut it down to fix up the house. <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminded me of that. Man, your cousin ruined Halloween. He sure did. <laughs> In case you were wondering, one hundred and seventeen days to Halloween. We are all, we're almost at the 100 mark. Is he your arch nemesis now that he's ruined Halloween? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's anti-Halloween. I saw a bunch of people saying now that um, the 4th of July is over, we're basically just on a, a one-way track to Halloween. That's all that matters. Honestly, wow. Honestly, yeah. I was asking a coworker. I was like, so when's the next holiday that we'll get holiday pay for? And we're like going through the months and we're like, I can't really think of one. Labor Day. But that's like not even really a big one. Uh, yeah dummy how, how how dare i forget <laughs> yeah. labor day well i mean my brother's birthday is coming up that's a big one I, uh, yeah um, happy early birthday jacob adams one of our one of our listeners yeah if i don't get time and a half i'm gonna riot <laughs> um my answer is caleb <laughs> oh my god uh, I, get, I get what you're saying but please explain a little I, I, further I, Okay, I guess I got dumped on you. You didn't really get dumped on me. So uh, that's not my real answer. That's um, awful. Just, <laughs> how could you? My answer. Now that I think about it, my answer is actually Sapp. my answer pretty similar to uh, Robert's. Not that similar, but it's the same kind of genre. Oh my God. So, uh, Caleb, do <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um. Scary movies, scary entertainment, really. Yeah. Yeah, you Um, started reading. Like, yeah, I absolutely used to something I I couldn't handle at all. Um, Just because, I don't know, I, I think like horror and thriller and stuff like that, like sort of like it's it's almost like so immersive that it's hard to not get sucked into it but now that's what i love about it like i feel like horror and thriller and things like that are like my favorite genres of movies and tv shows and games and anything like it's my favorite reading material like just because it is so immersive like it's so important to me to be like sucked into something that like entertainment i'm consuming um so it just taps into this like primal almost state i think and it's 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 my favorite way to enjoy things um so yeah like i said i used to like i would never touch not even that long ago only like a couple years ago i wouldn't touch like a scary movie or a scary mm-hmm. game or whatever but now i like actively seek it out if it looks good would so, you yeah, s- that's that's my answer would you say that resident evil 7 st- um, started that for you um it helped i think the first I got, one i played oh. So what was going on? Nothing. I was I was just going to say, or was that like did that like help? And then you started. You said it helped. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely helped. Yeah. Um, the first horror game I remember. Oh God, what was the movie called? Um, 
Joey, we went to see a movie in college. Happy Death Day. Parents. Oh, no. you really like that one, though. Yeah. I did like that one. Um, was it the grandparents that were murdered and like the kids went to visit them? Yeah, that's and it that's was... twist. Spoilers. Let's let's just not say that's in the title of the movie now. All right, move on to the next one. I just, I just remembered the title of the movie. It's called The Visit. <laughs> uh. I'm pretty sure. Um, but that was like as far as movies go we went to see that and i didn't think it was like amazing or anything um but like i i liked the way it made me feel if that makes sense Mm. oh that that was that feeling of like like happy scared like you're terrified but you're like you're loving the moment of it super interested yeah it's such a such a good feeling yeah yeah another one was uh split which isn't necessarily horror but it's, it's thriller yeah, that, that was a very interesting film. Good one. I love that one. movie. I still love that movie. Um, and then Glass was a whatever, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, like that. That was sort of like the time in my life when I was really getting into movies like that. But I think the first like game was probably Dead Space, where like mm-hmm. I finished it and I was just like, I feel like I've just lived in that world for like eight hours, which is horrible, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it it was. I think I played that in like senior year of high school. But then I didn't like touch horror stuff until college when we started going to see movies a lot with like Movie Pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sponsored by AMC. Yeah, sponsored by AMC, um, which doesn't own Movie Pass. I don't know why you'd say that. Wait, what am I thinking? Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my answer for sure. I, I used to not be able to touch that stuff, but now I love it. I'm so proud of you. But also, sub answer is still Caleb. I Segway to the no next comment. Caleb. Caleb, what what about you? Um, I guess I would say anime. Hey, because we get closer to the mic. My voice carries, man. I don't think I need to be that that close. Um, I mean, I'd seen the like normal ones as a kid, like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z when it was on Toonami. Or whatever, uh, but those like the in, the gateway ones. Yeah, yes, that's exactly. But in high school, our senior year, I was finishing my portfolio and I was doing like twenty papers in one night because I never did anything on time. Hmm. And I had Michael over there, and we sat and watched the entire first season of Attack on Titan in one night. And I tried to act like I wasn't hooked, but I was completely hooked. And it's so funny that you set that up as, yeah, I was insanely busy. I had so much work to do. So Michael and I decided to stay up all night watching cartoons. <laughs> you know, in high school, some teachers had problems with my work ethic, and I didn't understand why until just now. Um, I mean, but, let's be honest. High school is a joke. It is. Best it, time school- of my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> I wish I could go back every day. Stop. <laughs> I had a good time in high school. I don't know. It was, an, it was enjoyable for me. Leave me alone. It was enjoyable because you know you didn't have to really do anything or care. Exactly. <laughs> so that's literally it. I had no care in the world and everything was easy. Are you done? No, yeah, no. Yes, I'm done. No, he was talking to Caleb. No. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, no. <laughs> but I want, 
God dang it. I ended up going to college and hanging out with a frat for a couple of weeks because my roommate ended up joining one. And a bunch of the guys there, like, assumedly at that point, cool dudes don't know where they ended up. But they were like, you should watch this anime, this anime, this anime, like going down the list. And I just started consuming like crazy. And I don't know. It just hooked. It's great. There are some stories you can tell in some mediums that you just cannot in others. Like, I mean, at least Michael and I have seen the live action Full Metal Alchemist. You could have never, ever done that justice. I had no idea there was even a live action one. You don't want to. It's yeah. really bad. I've heard you just straight, like you're supposed to stay away from live action anime conversions, anyways, because they apparently have never translated well. Death Note live action is the best one I've seen, and it's pretty terrible. It is really <laughs> bad. Rip. Was there ever, oh. was there ever a live action Dragon Ball Z? Yes, there was. Yeah, it's also it was also really one bad. of the worst movies ever made. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I, I honestly would have been super surprised if there wasn't a live action Dragon Ball Z, just because of how big of a franchise that is. I want to say it came out in like 2008, nine around there. Um, so it was just they were trying to cash in, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> better, <laughs> better or worse than live action um, Avatar: Last Airbender. Worse? Mm, no, I think it's, it's better. But like you're you're asking me to compare like toxic waste to the biggest pile of garbage ever. You know? Yeah, like, they're both bad in different ways. I remember watching live action Avatar: The Last Airbender. Is oh, we were what like seven or eight years old, and that was one of the first movies I ever walked out of as a kid, like questioning whether or not it was actually good. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty early. I was like, that movie seemed kind of shitty to me, Dad. What did you think? He was like, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. You said well, you felt that way about my money. Avatar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. All right. Now I'm done. Now I'm done. <laughs> well, Joey, Michael, what you got next? Oh, oh. I, I thought, Joey, you didn't oh, give dude. us a real one. No, I, I did. I talked about the roller coaster. You said that was an example. Yeah, but that was also an example of like, but it was still a true story. It was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thing. I was just giving so you. Mad at you right I was now. just giving you my thing, so that you had something to base your thing off of, like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's a callback to a few episodes ago. What is your favorite <laughs> performance from your favorite actor? Is that your topic? Are no, you I just am just no, thinking out loud. Great. Yes, that's my topic. Oh, okay. I think Will Smith did a really good job, and I am legend. <laughs> Oh, why do you okay. why do you laugh? Why? why? No, that's that's fine. It's just a divisive movie, but that's that's fine. It's a like, it's a what movie? Divisive movie, divisive. However you want to say, who cares? Um, why? Like, I, I want to hear why. I, I forgot to add that onto my my topic. Ah, uh, yes, the the all important why to the end of a question. Well, I don't want you to just say it and then nothing. <laughs> yeah, you have to like give some reasons. We want to know what you think. I think he portrayed a good role of like being. Basically, like saying the last man alive is kind of like not correct at all. But like he lived, he lived his life like he was like alone and the last man alive. And his his literal only friend was just his dog. And especially, spoiler: something happens to said dog and the emotion. <laughs> wow, um, he wins the lottery. <laughs> and, like, and the emotions that he like portrayed, like it was honestly, it was like, oh man, I, I feel that. 
It's, it's really touching. <laughs> so Can I, I, uh, I just think it did a really good job portraying everything in that movie, and it was a flawless experience. It's, it wasn't really flawless. For a quick second. No, I'm still talking. I'm joking. Yeah, what's up? Pursuit of Happiness. That's a good movie, too. Will Smith does a lot of good movies. Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Gemini Man? What's that? Wasn't that a bad movie? It's the one where he's got a clone. <laughs> exactly. It's bad. Oh, like, oh yeah. I, I never saw it. They're like, you guys remember Will Smith? Do you guys also remember younger Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, because here he is, kind of. Yeah. I really liked him in YouTube Rewind, if I were to choose oh, a performance. Oh, that, oh, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> I want Fortnite. <laughs> All right. Okay, we are not going to start bashing yeah. Will Smith. Anyways, <laughs> All right. So, uh, it actually, uh, so when I was in film school, they they used that movie a lot. What movie? Uh, uh, I Am Legend. Oh, okay. For some like just basic uh, cinema, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some things that just happen very often in cinema, and uh, if you want to increase the action, if you want to raise the stakes in a film. I hate to say this, but what my film professor said verbatim was a good way to raise the stakes is kill a dog. Um, Robert? And that, what? I said spoiler for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) What else could be implied after what you said? (laughs) The dog could have, you know, maybe ran away. He could have, like, escaped. I don't know. Oh, my God. The the movie's been out for, like, almost 20 years. (laughs) continue watch it but so that's like a thing like if uh i mean john wick that's the whole premise basically isn't it it's, uh, yeah 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 much. basically and that's the thing like audiences hate seeing a dead dog because humans have such an affinity for canines it's like you gotta if, if you do that it raises the stakes and then it, the the plot can essentially move a lot quicker so if you ever see a dog die in film just know things are going to start moving a lot faster in the movie. Uh, maybe they'll ruin your movie experience, but that's just uh, something that usually happens. So real quick, just a, like a genuine question. Caleb, stop. Get closer. Caleb, Caleb's like a child. <laughs> what is he doing? He, we have, we're sharing headphones right now, and he just started Aww. leaning all the way back, and it pulled the headphone out of my ear. <laughs> um, so it raises the stakes. So it what I guess would be the analytical reason for killing dogs at the end of a movie. Oh, at the end of a movie. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, can you give me an example? I don't know. So yeah, Marley and me, I was thinking that too. Yeller, like, so yeah, that movie is all about the dog mm-hmm. and the relationship between the person and the dog. So I think, that might be a little bit different. That's not an action. Just film. like part it's, of the story, right? Yeah, because, I mean, we all know that dogs live like 7 to, I don't know, 13 years, depending on how big or what type of breed the dog is. And so that movie is kind of like, you know, the dog dies because the family is obviously going to progress without the dog. That's kind of just how life goes. So maybe that's like, for that instance, how that could be translated is, it's kind of like it's pushing forward the act, the, the idea of now it's time to move on. That's the theme of like the dog made up so much of your memorable life. Like it, it's through so many memorable parts of your life 
but in the end the dog dies and you move onwards and it, now it just lives in your memory um which is sad but that's how real life is so um, okay i like that that's a good answer that's a good answer i mean good answer. The climax but what are you laughing at hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you were talking to. I assumed it was Caleb. I was talking to Robert. Oh, I I just said good answer because it was like you know the the thing from Family Feud. Family oh, Feud. I didn't hear you With say Steve that. Harvey. Yeah. I thought you were just laughing. I was like, what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, that was I. T- I totally hijacked the conversation away from the. Uh, that performance thing. Yeah, God forbid we don't talk about the topic. <laughs> Never done that. <laughs> um. So yeah, Joey said, "I am legend." Yeah, I, I love Robert. you, some Will Smith. I'm surprised you didn't say if you're going Will Smith. I robot talk about the no. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what? I thought you were going to bring up like um, Pursuit of Happiness or some of the scenes in Fresh Prince. Oh, you're talking about oh uh, yeah, the good movie like Hitch. And Hancock. Those, Are you those, like a, those a, good movies? A database? <laughs> like... <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just listing mediocre Will Smith movies. <laughs> uh, not iRobot, though. <laughs> no, not iRobot. I was for real about that one. Am I, though? Yeah, yeah, I am. It was a good movie. I liked it. Caleb is furiously scrolling through IMDb right now. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith movies. Gotta find Will Smith movies. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm Don't really trying good. to roll my head through this because I, uh, I guess I I don't I just don't know celebrities too well to to be able to identify a performance in one film versus another. I guess the someone who I'm always continually impressed by is Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, who's that? You're gonna say Venom? <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max. Um, well, he, he's just had such a wide variety of roles. Um, like, it just feels like a lot of actors and actresses get typecast really quickly, and they play, like, a really certain character each time. Like, don't you say it, Michael. I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I don't know what was going to happen there either. But I thought Michael was going to make fun of Mark Wahlberg. Well, he kind of, what I don't even remember the last movie I've seen him in. Yeah, sorry. Continue on with Robert. Uh, okay, I thought someone was going to fill in about the last movie that Mark Wahlberg was in, but I, I don't know. Michael just always <laughs> I, I makes can fun tell of him. Tell you exactly what the last movie Mark Wahlberg was in was about. Was it that Netflix movie? Not a cop in Boston. <laughs> something bad happened. Yeah, Michael always makes fun of Mark Wahlberg because he plays a cop in Boston or something. One hundred percent. He's oh, a, you're right. It's a certified meme. He's a good. He's, he, he's a good like, actor, I mean, though. He can be when he's not playing the same character in every movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's my second favorite actor. I like Marky Mark. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, continue with Tom Hardy. <laughs> yes, I mean, what I'm tra- <laughs> one of my favorite times I've ever seen him is in The Revenant, where he's like, he's like the pelts, <laughs> like <laughs> he's just this like scraggedy old guy fur trader and he's just going around always talking about the pelts and then he's also in mad max mad and then max. he plays he plays bane and then he's in dunkirk he's in venom i haven't actually seen venom but it's pretty uh, bad what 
It's pretty bad. Sorry, I wasn't talking to I was talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I I really like the Revenant. I thought his character I, I I don't get why Leo got the award. I think it was just kind of because like pop culture was like, Oh my god, Leo hasn't gotten an award right. yet, so we gotta give him one. But not Tom Hardy like killed it. Like he played a, a horrible person so well, which makes me question a little bit of like who he is, but um I don't know. Yeah. Outside of um, him, maybe uh, <clears throat> Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, um, it's almost cheating. He's just like <laughs> transcendent. I mean, he's only done 11 films, I think, right? And yeah, it's a very he, small number. He's a method actor. And for people who don't know what a method actor is, that means that they'll have to like become the role, essentially. So they'll do like so much studying and they'll go through all the history of the, like, the character and the time that they're in, especially if it's a period piece. Just like Jared like, Leto's Joker. God. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> um, okay, no, sorry. Daniel Day Lewis has done more than 11 films. I was wrong about that. But he really doesn't, ha- he's done like hardly over 20. Um, but Gangs of New York, that is. Oh, that's an awesome movie. Yeah, Billy the Butcher, or Bill the Butcher. Um, that role is just, again, like horrible person and but he's also really complex and uh, his accent is interesting and it feels like it's very much for the time and way he moves like his like swagger is interesting and i don't know he 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 can just like act with his whole body his like face will do weird things and his like like his limbs will move in a certain way and i don't know it's just fascinating to watch him perform um, I think his most recent film was The Phantom Thread, which is not a very well-known film. Um, but I guess he did really well in that. Uh, I'd be really interested to see what he picks up next if he is still acting. But yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, oh, sorry, Caleb. Do you want to go? Or are you still deciding? Um, <clears throat> Daniel Day Lewis is a great pick i i meant to say this earlier when you were talking about tom hardy but i actually just read an interview with him the other day talking about how he hates when people typecast him in these like macho man roles because Mm. he he feels like that's a lot of like like a lot of people wanted him to be 007 for example and i i guess he just does not like he, he likes to like experiment and do all kinds of like, he wants to do weirder roles, but he's just always picked to be like Bane basically. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's besides the point. I guess if I had to pick my favorite performance from my favorite actor, you'd think I would have thought about this more considering it's my topic. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite performance ever is I think about acting and like, my mind goes to Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad and mm. the episode Crawl Space. Hmm. Um, it's, oh my god! Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the laugh. Yeah. Oh, that's the he's just greatest like, laugh ever. He's just like that whole episode is just like tension forever, and I don't want to spoil it because I know people still watch it. And a movie just came out for that show. I, had, I highly recommend Breaking Bad if if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I won't get into it, but it's just it's just the the best acting i've ever seen um but then if i had to pick like my favorite acting from like from my favorite actor 
Um, I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan. I think Hugh Jackman has a lot of range. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I really loved him in Prisoners, um, which is... I, my my if if Hugh Jackman's not my favorite actor, then it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and they are both the leads in that movie, and um, they're both amazing in that movie. And uh, I highly recommend you watch it. Not only if you're into like thrillers and mystery movies, but if you just like to see two actors acting at each other and going through just a roller coaster of emotions, it's a really great movie. Um, I also really like Logan. I think he's great in Logan too. Uh, just because he's got, he's he had to find a way to deliver, um, more than a decade, almost no, yeah, more than a decade of playing Wolverine and playing that character and taking him through his life and then bringing that to a close. He had to like give off that Logan still has that same rage inside him, but it's mm-hmm. also he's in his twilight years. And I think yeah. finding a balance for that was probably really hard, but I think he nailed it. Uh, you know, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but I still haven't seen Nightcrawler. Ooh, man. I really enjoyed that movie. It's creepy. Yeah. Everyone talks about it all the time and I God, I need to see it. I, I want to see it so bad. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's fucking scary in that movie. Yeah, like, it, like creepy in the sense of like, like a creeper, like not not spooky. And it, yeah, he he plays a really demented character so well. Um, that makes me think of I don't know. I doubt they're similar at all, but I I also think of uh, Christian Bale in American Psycho. Mm. I think he's amazing in that movie and just like super creepy he's so so creepy um (laughs) and twisted but uh, yeah i'm not that big of a christian bale fan honestly just made me think of that yeah he's kind of a jerk (laughs) yeah exactly he's he's a weird one i don't know how to feel about him um but yeah yeah i'd say Uh, probably logan hugh jackman slash prisoners i think he's amazing okay done bye Wait, real quick. I just, I actually have to change my answer um, because I remembered that Shakira exists. And I. Where's this going? She. (laughs) Dude, the Super Bowl? (laughs) One of the funniest things that I think I've ever seen, like, usually celebrities are, like, so composed and they are, like, you know, they, they are. Celebrities are all just pretending. And she goes up to the camera and she's like, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, she was just purely being goofy. And I was like, wow, this person is, is not a lizard person. They're human. And I don't know. It, that was, that was fantastic at the freaking Super Bowl. Uh, that was, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed that moment. Performance of a generation for sure. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's a good pick. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you changed your answer. You saved us all. As as you guys are talking, I was just kind of thinking a little, and definitely not my favorite actor, but I think an honorable mention is um, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. I think he, oh I think he did a really good job in that movie. I need to watch that movie. You've not seen Whiplash. Such such a good movie. Robert, have you seen Whiplash? I, I haven't have... seen American Psycho either. Sorry. I've seen clips of Whiplash I had several times. I've had two opportunities to watch it on the plane, and each time, 
it got to the point where we only had 30 minutes. I'm like, I can't just watch you got, it. You got to, you got to watch no. it. Yep. Yeah. You're, so yeah, I've you seen, right to do that. I've seen all the intense moments and I've seen the, the finale. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. JK Simmons. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. He's just incredible all around. I know it's not like the best acting in the world, but I think he played the part to a T in Spider-Man as, as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's perfect. He's perfect in that yeah. role. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Um, and then he's um, Omni-Man and Invincible. And I was just, just thinking that. Yeah, it's voice acting, but he's still incredible. And he's Tenzin and um, The Legend of Korra. He's oh, just, my gosh. He's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that until Michael told Holy me. Holy crap. Either. He's incredible. J.K. Simmons is one of the best actors alive right now, and I don't think enough people talk about it. <laughs> That's um, a really good point. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, Robert. I know you. You said you've he, seen the intense parts, but well, he's flash. also in Gravity Falls. That's right. I've seen. I've not seen Gravity Falls. Who, who is he? I, I, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I've watched some of it. He's uh, Stanford Pines. Oh, he's he's Stan. Yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. Did, yeah, they didn't know that. He's also in those, I think it's like State Farm commercials or something. (laughs) So, wow, yeah, so much range. He's been all over the place. That was his breakout role. (laughs) That is where I recognize him. Really? Oh, from the State Farm? Yeah, 100%. I just see Jonah Jameson. That's what I watched as a kid. I saw the clip from Whiplash, the final scene where he's just like got his hand up to get him to... Oh, and I'm so like, good. that's the fucking State Farm guy. <laughs> that is exactly what I thought the first time I saw. I wonder that. how many people walk up to him on the stream, like, "Hey, hey, are are you the State Farm guy? <laughs> You're the State Farm guy." Oh man, yeah, not not uh, the Daily Bugle editor in chief, not Whiplash, not Omni Man. He's the State Farm. Guy. Wait, he's on? I wasn't paying attention. He's Omni Man. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Okay, sorry. J.K. Simmons, good, done. That's a great answer, by the way, Joey. It really is. Up him and Whiplash, he's insane. Yeah, I was just thinking of like the intense moments, and I was like, oh wait, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Caleb, did you ever find somebody or something? Yeah, no, I had it from the beginning, but I oh okay, to listen to you guys. Um, it would be a combination of Jared Leto and. They're not my favorite actors or anything, but uh, Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club. I Ooh. really, 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 really enjoyed the method acting. In that that makes sense that you were talking about poker. Awesome job. What? Do you know what Dallas Buyers Club is about? I assumed it was gambling. Apparently not. No. Oh, man, I'm so wrong. <laughs> it's an epidemic, Joey. Yeah, it is not gambling at all. It's about It's <laughs> about what? The AIDS epidemic. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with gambling, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So close. They play huh. to AIDS patients who... Wait. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but they're both AIDS patients. And, like, you see the toll the disease takes on both of them as you go through the movie. And they, they just do a really good job of showing it. And I, I'm certain they had to lose a lot of weight for the role. And just like basically destroy their bodies to make an amazing movie. And they both acted it out very, 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 very well. But uh, whenever I think of great acting performances, I don't know why, but that movie is the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, yeah, Joey, maybe, yeah, maybe I should that. watch it then. 
Yeah, if you want to watch a movie about poker, you can watch Rounders, but not Dallas Buyers Club. I love how he had it uh, like ready. Yeah, I mean, I, like it's it's Caleb talking about Dallas Buyers Club, and I was like, Buyers Club, oh yeah, that's 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 no, gambling for sure. That's poker. Yeah. <laughs> Oops! You went for the three throw, free oh throw, and it was God. not a free throw. It yeah. never was. Oops. Um, I also I'm just scrolling through actors now, and we'll get off of this. I don't want to make this podcast four hours long. Um, but Jamie Foxx is another underappreciated actor. I think he's just like continuously oh. proving how many different roles he can play. Did you? Yeah. Have you guys seen Ray? No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I really want to. That, I saw it as a kid. Yeah, me too. Good movie. He did a good job playing Ray Charles. I was thinking when I when I saw his face just now, I thought of uh, Just Mercy. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It came out like two years ago. No, um, wait, really great movie. Maybe I have. It's about it's Jamie Fox plays this guy who is um, put on death row yep. for murder, but he oh, didn't do oh, it. Yeah, I've I heard watched of that it. with uh, my brother and sister in law. Yeah. It's an awesome movie. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's great, and he's amazing in it. And uh, then I thought about Baby Driver. Baby Driver's <laughs> freaking. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to talk about Baby Driver and uh, whoever the actor is whose name I forgot the main baby himself, Ansel Elgort. Yeah, yep. I thought you were going to talk about that whenever you were talking about. I the think actors. he's fine in that movie, but it doesn't matter because the movie's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Jamie Foxx. Okay, I'm I'm done. If you guys are done, unless you want to get into something else, we can we can move on to Robert's topic. Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. What? Nothing. Who's that? You don't know who that is? Oh, Tilda Swinton. Yes. What about Tilda Swinton? She's great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the last one. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, wait, okay. wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, I thought that was going to be your entire topic. I thought it was too. Hold on, <laughs> your topic. Y'all, y'all gonna hate me, but I missed the last ten seconds. Who'd you talk about? I just uh, mentioned Tilda Swinton because I think that she just has so many great roles. Oh, okay, yeah. And if you don't know who she is, one of her most recent roles was. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, she's freaking uh, uh, Brienne. What? Oh hell yeah, dude! She's from Game of Thrones. No, no she's oh, no. not, dude. <laughs> she's not at all. I was like, no. "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I got that wrong. Yeah, you no. did. Yeah, I just saw Blood Lady, and I was like, "It's Brienne." This oh, is rough. No. Oh yeah, I love Tilda Swinton. The most like, recent iconic role is the Ancient One from uh, Doctor Strange, and then also uh, she makes an appearance in Endgame. Um, oh god she's also in Isle of Dogs and a lot of Wes Anderson films uh, but anyways I've seen the fantastic Mr. Fox I need to see Isle of Dogs oh they're all so good fun Wes title Anderson. by the way <laughs> that's yeah. that's the main draw for that it's not Wes Anderson it's the title <laughs> um, my topic for you guys is if you could become a master in one thing like a subject, a profession, or a philosophy topic, what would you want to be like an expert in? Like, what would you want to be renowned as an expert in? I'm going to give you one guess, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. 
And you can't say poker. The game of Texas Hold'em. <laughs> no. Why? That's right, perfectly can... legitimate. I'm going to give this some deep thought because because my mind goes straight to just like basketball. Why not just be the greatest basketball player ever? So are we the greatest ever or are we just a master? Like we're, we're just very a master. Uh, master, master would still work, but I'm going to give it some serious thought though. Yeah, so you don't have to be like the best of the best. It's just like when people know your name, when they hear your name, they know that you are really good at X, Y, Z. And I don't know, like I want it to be something within the realm of possibility, like something that you guys are pursuing or really interested in that, I don't know. I am not pursuing nor really interested in this, but to be like, a master like basically a master builder just be able to like be able to build like uh infrastructures and like say houses or something like that be able to just build your own house that sounds really awesome like if i could be a master on like how to do it like to know how to do it and like what i need etc etc i think that would be fantastic that's it i'd want to be a master of being able to build houses <laughs> that's a good answer. I think that's a very practical answer too. Yeah, just kind of buy a buy a plot of land and just build your perfect house right there. Endless utility. You can just build houses and sell them. Build your. Oh house. yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caleb, Caleb's got a soapbox. I'm not gonna lie. He's got some things to say. He is. He's over here <laughs> just throwing up his hands. He's upset. Let's go. Yeah, I'm listening. Let's go. What, no, I, I just don't know. Why would you think that like the game of Texas Hold'em is not a legitimate thing to master or to be a I master was teasing at? you. Oh, from our past conversations, I'm not sure I believe you, Robert. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Just go. Tell us. Why do you want to be... Why, 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 why? I mean, this is like the thing I am probably most passionate about doing. It's just fun uh to play the game to be good at the game to be able to look somebody in the eye and tell them exactly what they have underneath their two whole cards it just it feels really good to be able to own somebody's soul at a game that i really really enjoy your soul is mine (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the mortal Kombat reference joe ah thanks But uh, no, one of the best players on the planet, he is a streamer who goes by the name Ape Styles. The guy has over $10 million in winnings over the past 18 to 20 years. I think he's in his late 30s. But like to be like that guy or to be as recognizable about that guy for something I truly, truly enjoy would just be really awesome. I can... um confirm that this is something Caleb is genuinely passionate about because I've played Clue with him. (laughs) And uh, when he looks you in the eye and tells you um, that you're the killer and he can tell you what objects you use in what room and it's like turn two. Is this before or after he cheats? No, no, no. Not exactly cheating. Listen, if you have your card flipped up, it's not my fault. You guys were sitting on either side of me, literally just marking it off in front of my face. And you want to be like, Caleb, how could you? You got to hide your answers better, man. What are you doing? Super passionate. 
Are you done? Do you not have any more about poker? I mean, I don't know. I would just love to be great at the game. I don't know. I'm good, but I'm not great. There are killers out there in the game, and I would love to be one of them someday. I don't know. There you go. No, that's fair. I'm not like disagreeing with you. I, I think that's that's valid, and you've proven in the last few months that it's something not just you're good at, but you actually care about. Oh, yeah. I think you've been a little too addicted, too. No, no, no. no. I only played like eight hours a day for 20 days straight. It's fine. Exactly. Along with working, it's whatever. I can't think of anything I'd like to do eight hours a day for 20 days straight. Anything. Oh, no. I I could literally like. I know. An entire year I could play that game. I know. That makes me sick. (laughs) Fun. It's just really, really fun. Who's next? There you go. I'm gonna be rich someday. It all started right here. You heard it. <laughs> yeah. No Miro episode 15. 14? 15? I'm pretty oh, sure this good. will be 15 okay, by the time good. it goes up. So we'll set up a GoFundMe to help support Caleb's gambling um <laughs> passion. Yeah, not <laughs> No, dude, if it was an addiction, I would be like sleeping on Michael's couch right now. Eh, well, I mean, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hasn't <laughs> happened. <laughs> That was one. It was raining. Okay, just one time. Um, I had a, I had a realistic answer. I don't. I have a secondary. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, um. So my unrealistic in that it would be insane, um, and very cool. Not unrealistic in that like it could never happen. But I I would really love to be, um. I'm trying to think of the way to phrase it. A well-known, <laughs> I'm so basic, video game director. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, be- I think like 15 people have that dream. That's not a basic dream. I'm just saying, like, it's a pretty I, cool answer. I I love storytelling. I'm a, I'm a writer. I I love finding ways to tell stories, and the idea that I could be proficient in something that allows me to tell stories in a medium that allows its audience to engage with those stories in the most ways like that, that that's, that's a dream of mine. Like that would be incredible to have stories that I tell and people can engage with them in exactly the way that I I would like. Um, Every medium has its own positives and negatives, but for me, that would be, um, it's like you said earlier with anime. Like, there's some mediums where you have to tell. Oh yeah. The, you have to tell that story in that medium, and there's stories I would like to tell in that the game medium. Um, but yeah, that's that's my unrealistic one. And then if I had to give a realistic one, I I wish I was as good as as good of an interview interviewer as in I don't know. I wish I was a good interviewer. I wish I I. And I, to a degree, I think I'm good. I've been doing it for a long time at this point. What's so funny? (sighs) You laughing at my dreams? (laughs) It's like you guys laughed at mine for the five years when I made no money. Um, but as much as I love, God, God, sorry. Telling (laughs) stories. Um, I almost feel like I enjoy listening to people's stories more. That's something I found out in college. Um, I did a weekly, weekly slash bi-weekly um, interview stories, 
called uh, the human of Northwest. We went to Northwest Missouri state university and a lot, uh, or all of those stories would focus on one individual and the stories would break down essentially the most, not the most important parts of their life. Or I, I would kind of like pick something to hone in on and I would like tell all the different facets of that story and why it's an interesting story. And just that finding the analytical side of that was just like addicting to me and I love it so much. And it's, it's something I enjoyed and still enjoy. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'd like to be, um, a, a proficient interviewer, I think, if that makes sense. I don't know how to get better at it. I think that's my problem right now. I, I'm not sure the different ways to get better at it, but I'm always looking. I would, I would assume just with, just with practice, just, you know, yeah. I think, honestly, I think this podcast is helping you a lot. You get, you get to like experience kind of asking questions and also answering questions, stuff like that. So I think if, if, something like this. So if I'm ever talking to anyone and they blink out of existence for 10 seconds and come back, I'll be prepared. Yeah, you know exactly how to handle it. <laughs> I love you so much, Joey. I'm so sorry. Yeah, my internet's just bad. It's fine. Um, as far as the poker thing goes, I, no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to give a practical example here. Um, in the past couple months, I have been working with a coach and a group of people, and that has made me exponentially better. But I was good to begin with, and the reason I got good is because I played the game a lot for four years badly. And I learned that you need to play aggressively, and then I would play aggressively badly. And then I just started cutting those bad plays out as I got more and more and more experience. So yeah, what I would tell you is just do it. Is just do more and more and more interviews, as many as you can, and eventually you'll be much better than you are now. Yeah, that's what it feels like. You know, for a long time in college, like I said, I if I wasn't interviewing people for Human of Northwest, I was interviewing them for something else every single week. And I think I got really good at it. Um, but then as I transitioned out of college and I started writing online, I did less interviews focused on that person's story and more how they fit into other stories. And even then that sort of like fell off. And now I'm getting a lot more into interviews. And I found that over that time, I... I I'm not as good as I used to be, or at least I feel like it. But now as I'm doing it more and more, I already feel those skills coming back. Um, and that to me tells me that that passion I have is, is exciting and worth pursuing. And Caleb, darn it. If you want to pursue poker and live on the streets, then you do it. <laughs> it's better than working my current job. <laughs> I promise. That'll be part of our next topic, but uh, go ahead, Robert or Joey. Uh, Robert, do you have an answer to this? Do you have something yeah. you want to talk about? Um, so I was thinking, um, also real quick, I just realized I've we've gone almost an hour, and I haven't had my Yeti mic plugged in this whole time. I've been talking into it, but oh, no. it's been just going through my headphones. <laughs> professional you know, podcasters i thought you sounded a little weird but i was like it's fine who cares <laughs> so uh that's that feeling stands it's fine who cares <laughs> You're good. um this is kind of jokey but also kind of serious i would love to be the guy that they bring on for like a documentary or i would love to say the history channel but the history channel kind of sucks nowadays like 
if we, the History Channel made a comeback for the, its like heyday when it was all good stuff, I would love to be the expert that talks about flags. I could just go up and then, yes, by the, by the way, you see the Red Cross here. This is an emblem of St. George. And you can see by the, the, the blue uh, blazon on the Canton side, you know, just like, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to <laughs> have a lot of expertise when it comes to flags and like country history and like what the meaning is behind it. I think, I don't know. For people that don't know me, I have a collection of flags. I have so many. And uh, I just, I don't know, I think they're cool. And uh, it'd be really neat to just kind of have a reputation for being the flag guy. Um, you kind you kind of were at a point in time back in your Twitch streaming career. You're known as the, <laughs> you're known as the flag guy. Yeah, yeah like jo- Joey's kind of has a joking attitude about it but like he's, no, 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 no 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 i'm not having a joking attitude <laughs> no that that was like i had like 20 something flags i want to be the guy that has like over 200 flags that's how how intense i want this to be like i want to have a dedicated room in my house that has like a hall of fame and a, a hall of shame so I can stare down at like the ugliest and the prettiest flags every day, or I could switch them out. And then they would come to my house and they'd have like this documentary about the Earl of Worcester who, uh, back in the 1600s, they, they looked at his uncle's banner and they were like, what does this mean? And I'll be like, I know exactly what it means. Come, come to my study. And... <laughs> No, I think that's I think that's amazing, and and as as far as I'm concerned, like you're already the flag guy of our group. I know oh, you yeah. don't have a lot of competition, <laughs> but like Rollins and I watched the Amazing Race uh, last year, and um, and it was an older episode, but there's a there's a bit where they have to go and look at all of these flags in a field and identify where what the flags represent um, and what countries and places they represent. And the entire time we were like, Robert would kill this. Like he would be <laughs> gone and like, he would have already moved on before these people could figure out one flag. And I, I like being completely serious. That is insanely impressive. And like, it's so fun too. like the fact that you can point out any flag and know what, where it belongs and what it, all of the different parts mean, like, I think that's amazing. I think it's it's it's, a, it's a, such a cool thing to be passionate about flags. Like, in and you're probably like one of the more passionate people about flags in the world. Like, like, <laughs> I, like seriously. Like, I think you might be right. I, I've listened to you talk about it. Like, absolutely. I, I think it's really cool. Oh well, thank you. So go be the flag guy. Yeah. If I don't do that, I'll just get really good at hacky sack, and that'll be. Similar. Is that making yeah. a comeback now too? Dude, twenty twenty one vibes are weird. <laughs> Is this what uh quarantine has done to you? You picked back up hacky sack. <laughs> I never let it go. <laughs> you know, you gave me a hike a hacky sack before we left high school and I still have it. Wait, really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Aww. I don't think I, I. I don't know if I believed you, but you told me it was your favorite hacky sack. And I was like, well, I'm never going to lose this. Is it? Uh, is it the blue and white one? Absolutely. Yep, that was my favorite one. I remember that one. Liar. 
No, no, it was. Well, I only had like I only had like three of those. So it was like kind of your favorite. Yeah. It's like top three hacky sacks. No, like, they were well, limited top edition. Three yeah, top three. <laughs> well, I I still have it and I love it. Yay! Well, that's cute. Adorable. Um, second day. You... Oh, yeah. Go sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just straight up cut you off. I thought Robert had another thing, though. No, that that's basically it. I really can't think of anything else that. Uh, I guess like. I would love to be known as like a cartoon character. Like if someone, they point out on a show, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, like Mark Hamill is for the Joker." I would love to have that sort of reputation for something. Can we talk about how crazy Mark Hamill is? Like just the fact that he was Luke freaking Skywalker, and then. Like live action, he's not that amazing of an actor, but like he's an incredible voice actor. Like, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is why he went over to voice acting is he he couldn't land any other roles basically. It makes sense. Like he he he'd just be Luke Skywalker everywhere, but then he's yeah. just he's the he's the Joker and he's the best Joker. Yeah, like, he really yeah, is. yeah, definitely. <sighs> okay, Joey, I'm sorry. You can continue. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say, um, like. A, a second option like to be a master at i think would either be like i don't know which of the two so i was put it into one but like either painting or photography just be able to have an eye to be able to see the beauty that's around the world and be able to capture that flawlessly like you see pictures and stuff or even paintings like online and you're like wow that looks really looks really beautiful or it's like wow it looks really complex and i have no idea what's going on but to an artist they see like stuff like that and it tells like in a complete like a full story like it like they say a picture is worth a thousand words but to someone who's who has an untrained eye like me i just look at scribbles on a uh, like scribbles on paper or something like that so i would love to be a master at like either like uh painting or even photography i think that would be really cool Joey, that's an incredible answer. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> nice. yeah. that you, you wish you could see the beauty in the world that other artists see is just like poetic. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was amazing. Not, deep, 90% of the time I say stupid things. It's not true. There's you a, just cut out. <laughs> there's a movie about that, about the artist's eye, isn't it? It's uh, with Willem Dafoe. Who does he play? Um, Probably an artist. Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> There's an art movie at Eternity's Gate. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard uh, of it either. Yeah, it's inside the mind of Vincent Van Gogh, and uh, it it looks into like the artist's perspective, I believe. Hmm, that sounds really cool. Actually, I like Willem Dafoe. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's great. Sweet. Um, Yeah, I think I think that that wraps it up for all of us. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Wait, Caleb, what did you bring to the table? Oh, well, yeah, I, I was just talking about that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> is it my turn? Yes. He has mm-hmm. not been paying attention at all, and he's never allowed no, to. No, 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 I was. I was just he's the one scrolling on his phone, and he's like, oh, wait, you were talking to me? <laughs> I was literally scrolling on my phone, but I needed to find what the random topic generator picked for us today. Oh, perfect. And it is, uh, what is one of your best stories about a time you got in trouble at work or at school? Oh, uh, 
<laughs> but Joey, you had a laugh. It seems like you've got something. I think he's thinking about the answers Caleb might have. Oh. <laughs> I know one that's so dumb that uh, from it was from middle school. <laughs> and so wait, can you, you rephrase that question, Caleb? You said it's like a time uh, they... a time you got in, like in a bunch of trouble. Yeah, so it was eighth grade. I was 13 years old. So that was, wow, 12 years ago. <laughs> it was uh, 2009. And I was in, oh, I don't remember her name. I was at Avenue City. And we had our little old class of nine students in the entire eighth grade. And there were only two boys. There was me and there was Karsten Roach. And we were friends at the time. We were really into online gaming because it was, you know, we're into the, the late, early 2000s. And uh, the internet is popping. I think Internet 2.0 comes out sometime around then. And, you know, we're playing RuneScape. And uh, there was this game that was basically a precursor to Clash of Clans. It was called Tribal Wars. And it was online. And there was this like faction system that was built into the game where you could essentially make a website, like make your own website through the game, invite people to it, have like a message board, have like roles for people, like administrator, moderator, editor, all the way down to like you're a newbie. Um, and you could like, the whole game was all about land management and conquest and economics. And it was beneficial to build up these tribes, so to say, like these big organizations. And so Karsten and I had, um, we had built up this organization called the International Trade Federation or something like that. No, it was, uh, yeah, some, something, um, some sort of trade federation. I don't remember. Everyone had a name and they had a banner and they had a logo. Some people had like these huge, like thousands of people organized into it. It was ridiculous. And you could even like give people permission, like temporary permission to your account. And so Carson and I, since we didn't have cell phones, we were like, well, we need a way to communicate, you know, when we're both online so we can go on raids together uh, or like we can manage our tribe. And we decided, okay, Skype. Skype's really big at the time. We'll both get Skype. We'll make an account. It's free. You can do free calling. And even though you don't, if we don't have like a computer, we can still talk to each other and just go through the motions. And we were getting so into it. Our tribe was growing so big. Like we had dozens of people that had joined. And we're only eighth graders. So we were like in over our heads and we were spending so much time trying to manage it because that was like our world is this tribe. So we were like, not focusing on school. We were like, we need to make sure that we're the best tribe on this world. And <laughs> so we got to the point where we started to download Skype on the school computers so that we could talk to each other. And this was so silly because we were probably 25 feet away from each other. So we, <laughs> and so we downloaded it on these computers and we were testing it out. And 
the eighth grade teacher walks in and we she can hear us say something because there's like an echo between our two computers and she starts freaking out she's like what is that what's going on and she thought that like we were being cyber attacked or something because no one knew what the hell the internet was back then especially not old people and so she was like freaking out that we had compromised our internal security for the whole school or something like that and so she reports this to the principal and we're just like we're just trying to play a video game like (laughs) we're just trying to play a game and my parents were so mad they were so pissed that they my parents made me go to the school principal and apologize and then offered to do volunteer work at the school and so I was cleaning lights for a full week like I went with the janitor and they made me open up the lights, like those uh, fluorescent things that have like the screens, pop them down, clean out all the bugs, wipe them down, put them back up. I did that for a full week. And I was just like, <laughs> I was shamed. <laughs> what in the world? You were, you were in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. Why would they make you do that? Because everyone thought, I honestly, I don't know. And I'm not trying to justify here. Looking back on it, I'm like, okay, that was like way too much. But everyone thought that I had, and most of the blame went to me. I got thrown under the bus a little bit by Karsten. I'm not bitter. I, I would do it too if I was him. But since I was the one that came up with the idea, so it, it makes sense that I got I got the blame for it. But uh, it Everyone thought that I had compromised the school computers and opened it up to some sort of security threat. And uh, I guess what had happened was like there was a big security breach for some credit card company around that week. And so like everyone was super terrified. And it was like also that year there was swine flu. So everyone was like freaking out. And it's just like, I don't know, everything that was like the the ultimate moment. Everyone was like, yep, this is it. So, like, well, time to punish a child. Yeah. <laughs> all the stresses of my life and I'll just take it out on this small person. Yeah, I was only 13 God. years old. I was like... So yeah, this is probably the biggest trouble I've ever gotten into. Um, I, if if you know me, when it comes to like work and school and everything, I'm, I, I really try to follow the rules. I'm kind of a square in that regard. I've not done anything like horrible. Um... But I'm going to tell a story, and I trust any of you that know this story. It's going to sound real vague, but it's the most trouble I've ever gotten in. I'm going to tell this story, and I need you guys to not give the details of it if I've told you this story before. Have you told me this story before? Yeah, I know I've told you this story before, and I'm not going to say when it happened um, because I don't want to get this location in trouble um, if it happened you know, like even if it happened like later, because it's the kind of thing that could get them in trouble. So I'm not, I'm not trying to put that out there. <laughs> um, it's not that big of a deal. It sounds like it's a big deal, but it's not. So I was working late at a, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I was working late um, at my job that it was a grocery store and um, I was really excited for a new game console that was coming out. Oh. And I had been looking for... Is that not what you thought I was going to say? I thought you were going to talk about the... It's not what I thought you were going to say either. Oh, you guys gonna, you thought I was going to talk about... You guys thought what I was going to talk about the Cord Cucumber? I was. Or I did. 
<laughs> maybe another time. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> I was really excited for a new video game console, and I was working late at night. And I found myself in a position where I had access to said video game console, the exact one I had been looking for. And I was like, oh, my God, I would really love to be able to take this home with me before I leave tonight or when I leave tonight. And I was like, but I'm not going to I don't I don't want to put myself in a position where I, I go against the rules. And I wasn't too familiar with the um the 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 handbook and what it's pol- what the policy was on things like that um in, in hindsight it's obviously common sense but again i was questioning it so i talked to a few of the managers there at the store oh god at the time and they okayed it they were like you know yeah you can go ahead and buy it we'll just have one of us check you out and i did i left that night and i brought the console home with me and I uh, had a lot of fun with it until two days later when I got called into the HR office and I was told <laughs> that my, I might be terminated. Um, I was going to lose my, there was a good chance I could lose my job. Um, and I have caused quite a ruckus. <laughs> um, not just with the people, the, the, uh, workers at my store, but apparently the, the the corporation that oversees the the general area of grocery stores <laughs> um and um i just kind of had to sit on that information for a few days um until i found out that i was okay and they weren't going to take ac- they weren't going to take any action against me um and i was free to keep the game console that i bought and <laughs> that felt good you know because i was like wow i would really not like like not to lose my job right now because like i said i i don't get in trouble i i I don't really the only other time i've been in trouble was when i quartered cucumber um and uh yeah i mean that's pretty much it like i said nothing crazy but having you know being totally fine and then having someone be like hey you might lose your job in the next day is pretty scary (laughs) I remember talking to Michael after he bought this. I'm like, they let you buy that before the store opened? And he's like, yeah, management said it was fine. <laughs> the next morning, I get a text while I'm at work and it goes, I might lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but like, I, I really thought he might get fired. Um, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my story. Uh, Who's next? What's good? I'm just saying, I've got like 17 stories already. <laughs> but, uh, you guys go first. Nah, go ahead, Caleb. I'm trying, still trying to think of things. I don't really get in trouble often. You can get in, you can tell the cord cucumber story since you got in trouble for that and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. Go Joey under the bus? No, he, no, I no, not he really. <laughs> um, uh, sure, I guess I'll tell the story. So Michael and I used to work together, um, and we were working at we were working at Walmart at the time, and we were just in the back room. In college, yeah, in college, yeah. Uh, we were we worked in produce, and we were in the back room, like the produce room, just kind of hanging out because it was a really slow day. And there's there's a core there which is normally used for pineapples, right, Michael? How it was for? I, yeah, it was a pineapple core mechanism. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of like a hole. 
And then like you like you pump it in the like the middle part of the machine like goes in the hole and kind of cuts out the middle. That's what it's really used for. So we were just bored, and Michael was like, "I'm gonna core this um, this cucumber." So we put the cucumber in there, and he did it. And it like it was like, "Ha ha, okay, funny." Um, and then the next day, or after that day, Michael had, had a scheduled vacation. What was it like a week and a half? It wasn't even a week and a half. Okay, it, it, I don't. It, it was the next day though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Michael. Uh, I think like five or six days. Yeah, so we went on a little bit of a break, and the next day, um, I don't know, maybe we didn't we didn't clean it well enough or something. But the manager was like, "You worked last night. You and Michael worked last night, right?" And I we were like, or I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "What happened to the to this cucumber?" I was like, "I don't know what he's talking about." Like the cucumber was cored, which is cross contamination. Blah blah blah. Did Michael do it? And I was like, "No." <laughs> he was like, "Did you do it?" I was like, "No." <laughs> And then I just kind of got it. He was like, all right, maybe in my office. So like we walked back to his office and I had to sit down and he gave me a, he gave me a coaching. Um, coaching is the first step of to getting fired. If you get three of those, you're out of there. Um, so he talked to me about it and I had to sign some legal documentation saying this happened. And in I think like six months or something, it will fall off my record. So I, he was like, you're not supposed to do this. And I was like, I didn't do it though. <laughs> he was like, who did? And I was like, I don't know. I was a good friend. I didn't sell Michael out, <laughs> but as soon, as soon as I got off work um, or home, I don't know if Michael was still in town or not. Um, but I told him about it and I was like, I'm in trouble. Um, so whenever Michael got back to work, however, like five days later, he told, he told the manager, he was like, Hey, actually I'm the one who did it. <laughs> and the manager was like, you don't have to stick up for your friends. You don't have to take the fall for them. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, no, really, I did it. And he was like, it's okay. We've already settled the situation. So Michael got off scot-free with coring a cucumber because I took, I mean, I didn't even really take the blame. I just got the blame placed on me for it. And that's the story. Joseph LaFossiano, (laughs) a real one. You know, I think I actually ended up calling them while I was still on vacation because a, I was just like I said, I that that was the first time I had ever really been in trouble at a job for doing something just outright stupid, um, and I I was so, so upset about it that I called my boss and was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like you don't need to coach everyone in grocery, which is what they did, if I remember right. <laughs> um, you don't have to do that, like. I, I'm the one who did it. It's okay. Um, I, I'll i totally fess up to it. And I was worried they were going to fire me. And they absolutely were not going to fire me. But they totally were like, you don't have to take the fall. <laughs> it's like, no. Like, I, I just I just did it. Like, I know I'm a goody two-shoes. But, like, I did it because I was, I'm was a stupid kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the core cucumber story. It's a disaster, really. Um, yeah, it was, it was a mess. But... The good thing is, is it pales in comparison to any one of the stories Caleb is going to have. I mean, and I hope you start with the one that happened a few weeks ago. Oh, oh, oh my God, I can't talk about doing that. Well, that doesn't sound good. I know what the story is, but how you said it doesn't make it sound good. I haven't heard okay, this well, yet. Okay, okay. No, I just kind of wanted to lead on one. It's not exactly I got in trouble or anything. It's just... Uh, it kind of relates back to something I thought I would hate and then I liked, which is public speaking. And it also ties in with Robert in high school 
and one of the most embarrassing days of my life. Um, Robert and I met freshman year of high school because we got partnered in a debate class. And for some reason, uh, we had both written our speeches for pro and con. And I was just like, Robert, I can't make anything up. So we had to read my speech every time. (laughs) For some reason, uh, I decided the first debate match we should go to is an advanced, like in the advanced class. We went up against these two seniors who really know what, knew what they were doing. They did, they gave a great speech, and they chose the topic I had covered. So Robert had to read his like con speech or whatever, and they did their rebuttal. And I was like terrified of these guys because they were like seasoned debaters. And I stood up there and I went uh uh uh, and eventually I started crying. And after the <laughs> After the two-minute window was up, I just said, I'm so sorry, Robert. And I sat down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't say a word for the rest of the debate. I, I remember you were like, you were like stuttering for a second. And then at one point, you said, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's eyes, like the old lady who was uh, like moderating everything, she was like, oh. <gasps> Like, we got cross-examined <laughs> out the ass. Like, they, they destroyed us. Uh, it, it wasn't even close. It, we And the thing is, like, our teacher, I think her name is Miss Schwartz. Um, and Miss Schwartz did not prepare us for that. She didn't not tell us, like... Not Oh, I hated no. that class so much. She was so mean. Yeah, she, like... There, there were novice tournaments, and we were freshmen. We were freshmen... <laughs> First semester freshman, and we have no idea what we're doing. 14 years old, and we're going up against these 18 year olds. And like, she could have told us, like, hey, like, <laughs> this is your first debate. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is your first debate. You're going to be going against seniors, people who have been debating for all four years of high school. You are you sure you want to do this? Didn't say that at all. I was like, okay, cool. They're doing one of the debates. <laughs> we went to the bare minimum of two uh, debate tournaments that year, and I believe our final record was one and nine. And we ended up defeating these two girls from North Kansas City who were stoned. They were so high. Silly. That is the, <laughs> the only we reason beat them we beat them. We beat them like two points. Yeah, it was like two or three points. Yeah, it was like it was so close. We were that bad. Like, I mean, I was gr- that bad. It wasn't even your fault. They I'm were so blazed. Sorry. Like, and they 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 were forgetting like what they were saying halfway through, and somehow we almost lost them. I'm just like, <laughs> they they like rolled up five minutes before the match. They're like, "What's up, guys? How are you?" And I was like, "Robert, I think we can win this one," and uh, we barely did. It was wild. Um, okay, I'll get to the the most recent story about me being the worst person ever later. Um, but in high school, I was a real thorn in our band director's side. <laughs> um, I forgot about this. So there, there are two little stories. He had this 
rule where if you were standing in place, you had to have both of your, your heels together. And if not, he was going to make you run. And what happened was uh, I was standing in place with my heels about as far as far as you can get them. And he ran up to me and he goes, Caleb, put your goddamn heels together and run. And uh, I took that is to run with my heels together. 100 yards down the sideline and 100 yards back, the band could hardly keep playing because they were laughing so hard at me. It's like a grown man was trying to imitate a penguin moving at full (laughs) speed. And I didn't even hardly know Caleb at this point, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) This man made a complete fool of himself a couple weeks into school. Um, I thought you were going to talk about when you oh, senior no, 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 year. That's next. That's next. Okay. All right. <laughs> Never mind. So four years later, I'm still not this guy's favorite Merce. Merson. Person. Merson. Shout out Roy Maxwell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Called out. So, so, <laughs> so I was like always talking or uh, to somebody or looking off somewhere, not paying attention to him in the wrong spot, even though I was the section leader senior year along with my friend Michael here. Um, but we the day of a competition, we were doing our run-through, and instead of standing and listening to him, I was turned around talking to one of the girls that was in my section and like just blatantly not paying attention. And then I heard this pop. He had a microphone attached to like a portable amplifier. He was so pissed at me that he threw the microphone so hard that he just busted it. And then he ran down four flights of stairs. This guy's a full foot shorter than me. He got two inches from my face on his tippy toes and just destroyed me in front of the whole band. Um, best day of my life, hands down. <laughs> you scream, his face is red. He's screaming at you because you're just such a mess. You like... <laughs> That, you're a menace. Yeah, you're a menace. I, I think that's a better story than the heel story for me. Um, I don't know. I love them both. Uh, should I get into the work one? You See, know, I thought I thought sorry. you were going to mention the uh, the cop behind you for like thirty minutes. Oh, while. that happened. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost got straight up arrested. <laughs> If not, if not, almost pit maneuvered because so uh, right by our hospital in our hometown, there's this road called Riverside. And for some reason, you can go 55 miles an hour down it. Uh, I had the music up on like 30 out of 40. You couldn't hear a damn thing in the truck, you know, and I had Michael right there next to me. Best friend. And uh, where'd the Southern draw come from? I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I was going 72 and a 55 without even realizing it, which yeah, isn't that bad. And this cop followed me for an entire mile and a half before I realized he was behind me. Michael tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, dude, I think an ambulance is behind you. And I like slam on the brakes and get over. And this guy stops. He was so on my butt. He stopped less than a foot from my truck. 
And he got out all huffing and puffing and angry and knocked on the window. I was like, how are you doing, sir? And he's like, you know, I I followed you for the last mile and a half. And I was like, no. Just listening to music, man. Needless to say, I got a ticket. And it wasn't a good time. Uh, Oddly enough, the other time I was pulled over in high school, it was like right after I got my truck, also going 72 in a BS 55 zone. I told my brother to watch for cops before because we were late for school. And he goes, there's one. As soon as he turned his lights on and started following me. And he laughed <laughs> through the entire interaction with this cop. It was one of the best days of my life. Like I've, like I've been saying, these are all great. You got anything to add? You're a mess. Oh yeah. My entire life. What's and we love you. Oh, I know it. Um, I got like I got a bunch of good stories, man. We should probably wrap it up. If you All have right. one more, you give me your best story. Your best story. I don't okay. care if there's dead silence for a minute. Think on it. What do you got? It's more like it's insane because this is all recorded on camera with audio. Um, oh. our general manager at this uh, unnamed food chain in Lincoln, Nebraska, number one store in the nation, baby. Uh, She (laughs) walked out that day, and in order to help the assistant GM who was having a hard time, I decided to stay with two of the stoners until like three in the morning and prep everything for the next day so that she was good to go. Okay, on camera, they have these two stoners on the clock, climbing up a ladder, unlatching the roof and disappearing for 20 minutes while they get high as a motherfucker. (laughs) I couldn't find them. I walked outside and I was screaming their names. I was on the phone with Michael. Like, I think these guys are dead. I can't find them. I forgot I was talking to you. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just hear (laughs) on the roof. Can I get that again, please? No. no. <laughs> They're like, oh, you don't know where we are. And uh, and I was just screaming at them to, like, come on down. Let's get back to work. And they were just destroyed. And it gets better because they called their friend to bring us a bunch of fireball shooters at midnight at work on the clock. There's just video of us. Letting this random dude walk in the back door with a paper bag. The four of us go into the men's bathroom, take shots, and I sneak the paper bag out under my hoodie. And so there's just a, it looks like I'm fat, fatter than I already am. (laughs) Just walking out of there. And then we turned the oven on and started baking cookies. And uh, it's a bad idea. I burned myself. And they they just have it all on camera. We were cooking drunk and they were high. It was the most ridiculous night I've ever had at work. We got out of there at 3 a.m. and I showed up at 5.30 the next day to open the store. It was an awful day. And they threatened to look back at my camera, at one like at me on the cameras at one point. And I was like, dude, I know you're making this up, but if you weren't, you're going to laugh your ass off uh, what I said to our regional manager. But uh, yeah, it was a great time. 
I should have never worked that job and I should have been fired six times over. But it was a great time. So yeah. Anything to add? You guys ever done anything like that? No, not at all. <laughs> you got you got me beat there, Caleb. I not only have I never done anything like that. I think if you told me that I had done something like that, I would tell you that I was possessed. <laughs> There's not a chance in hell you'd ever catch me doing something even in the same ballpark as that. That's fine. It all worked out. How about you, Robert? Have you ever gotten drunk and become the worst employee in a single night? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, no, why would you ask that? Greatest employee that place ever had. <laughs> That's actually sure probably true. Will. Why? Well, based off the people that you've described that work there. Oh, man, dude. Low bar. I yeah, got offered, really low bar. I got offered a bong rip when I took a delivery one night. It turns out I was the only person to ever deliver for this place who did not get high. They were <laughs> all stoned. Like, all 40 delivery drivers. We had at that place. It's insane. It's a real, it's not a problem, but I mean, it's a thing. They're all stoners, bro. Crazy. Well, I think that about that wraps it up for Jamiro. Just <laughs> <laughs> end on that note. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been great chatting with you all, talking, <laughs> riff raffing, occasionally talking, occasionally hearing each other. Uh, yeah, occasionally being <laughs> here. Now and then. Um, um, Joey, you want to sign us out? Fading in and out of existence. The huge. The huge. Well, thank you all very much for listening to this episode 15 of the Joe Miro podcast with our special guest, Caleb Dunn. Caleb, say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Awesome. He may or may not be here again. Who knows? Um, find out <laughs> next time or something like that. Thank you all, and good night or good morning whenever you listen to this. Joe Miro. And the podcast. Jimmy Rowe. I don't want to edit this at all. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.